there's a definitely a lot more supply than there was in 2019, 2020, 2021. So it's just making sure that you're staying competitive. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. All right, what's going on, STR Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast, aka the Tuesdays with Mike and Mike. That we're gonna rename this because the podcast comes out on Wednesdays. We record it live on Tuesdays, so we're gonna we're gonna mix it up. But I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for for a lot of stuff that we got going on and um, some changes that we're making to this particular uh, subset of the STR Secrets Podcast to make sure everybody's staying current on what's going on in the market, uh, in the industry, and just in the economy overall, because those are all factors that play in as investors and short-term rental operators. So anyway, man, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. I'm excited today too. And, and really to launch this new, this new format that we have for this podcast. So, yeah. So before we dive in couple, couple fun announcements of some things that we got going on. So First up, super pumped. Uh, we're doing a webinar with Minoan and on design interiors. So as I've mentioned in these episodes over the last few weeks, one of the things that I am focusing on is looking, take another look at our portfolio and deciding which properties need a good refresh. Again, we've been running some of these properties for five or six years and some of them, you know, they need a good refresh, right? We've gotten better at designing over the years and also the market's changed quite a bit. So going through and refreshing and that's the first piece of like understanding the design and putting together a good, compelling design that's going to attract bookings. The second piece of it though, and honestly, I think this is one of the most challenging and frustrating parts of the industry is actually all the logistics behind the ordering and the build out process. Like building out a unit, in my opinion, sucks. Like it looks cool. It's like an HGTV thing. It's like, look at the transformation. And then you're managing like this last hotel, we probably had tens of thousands of items that we had to order for this thing. And uh, if we weren't using Minoan, you know, like we did back in the day, like this would have been unbearable, like to make sure again, it's going through an ordering to make sure that you have everything, but then tracking all the shipments, making sure it got delivered, seeing if anything was broken. If it was now you got to ship it back, reorder it. Like it's just a logistical nightmare. And uh, Minoan has made that super easy. So one, you get the the trade discounts and all this good stuff. Two, it centralizes your whole ordering process. And it's basically a whole tech system for building out your units. And uh, then you can make it shoppable too and earn some you know, referral income if people want to buy stuff that's in your unit. So it's an unbelievable platform. They've got a great team. I've got a great relationship with them. So we're going to do a webinar with them on Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. And you can go to minoan.strsecrets.com to register for that. I'll throw that up here in the banner in a second. But then we also have my wife from On Design Interiors coming on to walk through like how to, how do you think through a design, right? How do you put together a really good, compelling design? And as a bonus for people that join the webinar, she's actually going to give you guys like three pre-designed templates that will automatically populate into your Minoan account. 
freaking awesome. So it doesn't cost anything. And um, yeah, it's a platform that literally saves my life every time I use it. So go to minoan.strsecrets.com. That webinar is on Thursday, December 14th at one o'clock Eastern. Make sure you show up. We've got some bonuses. Minoan's also giving away a few uh, gift cards and a whole bunch of stuff. So it'll be fun. So that's the first thing. Make sure you guys sign up for that. The second thing, and again, this isn't really applicable to the masses, but uh, we're doing a, a webinar tonight in the mastermind group on a very unique, hyper profitable niche within the midterm rental uh, niche. So really excited about that. We got my good friend Ruben Kanye coming on to do a deep dive masterclass on this very unique niche within midterm rentals. So I'm pumped for that. We had him come out to the boardroom last month and he absolutely smashed it. And uh, the members of the boardroom were like, damn, dude, this is this is legit. This isn't like some budget traveling nurse, you know, a couple grand a month type of thing. This is somebody just got a 45K a month booking for six months. Like that's some serious dough. Like that catches my attention. So really excited for that. And then uh, the last thing that I want to mention is if you haven't gotten your WealthCon tickets, I highly encourage you to do so. We've got an amazing lineup of speakers. You can go to strwealthconference.com. It is by far like the most stacked speaker lineup that we've ever had. And we're also doing a ton of breakout sessions. And if you're interested in boutique hotels, uh, I am doing a four-hour workshop on the registration day. And I actually had a call with my buddy, Rich Summers. Some of you guys may know Rich. He's got the, um, the Rich Summers Report, great podcast. He's got some big name guests. Um, good dude. We go back a few years doing some really cool stuff in the hotel space. He and I are actually going to tag team that uh, hotel workshop. It's going to be four hours. You have to buy tickets specifically for that workshop and it's limited to two or 300 seats. Um, but it's going to get a chance for us to explain like A to Z, how do you get into boutique hotel investing? And uh, it'll be a chance for you guys to ask us your questions directly. We'll go through some case studies, show you guys some actual numbers and just map out what this looks like. But Anyway, Riley, what do we got going on in the news this week? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going to be the new newscaster. I think this is going to be more current events. And uh, this week, I want to review AirDNA's market report from October. So they're, what they're claiming right now is 2023 is going to be the year of the offseason. So 2023, and especially October, they saw AirDNA has seen a total demand year over year in nights raise 15%, which is huge. Um, RevPAR has declined about, about a percent, like a half a percent. So not a ton there. Um, over the last few months, we've been seeing RevPAR and also ADRs um, decrease. So this is like one of the first times in a while that we've seen both RevPAR not decrease a lot and ADRs actually grew 1% year over year. Um, one of the biggest things to see as well, and this is continuing, is the listings available is up about 17%. So 1.6 million listings here in the United States. Um, and then the total demand for nights again, 15%. Occupancy was 1.6% lower, but ADRs grew. So what, that, what that's telling me is there's still a ton more people getting on Airbnb. Um, the demand is more right now than, than the supply by a little bit. I mean, year over year. So 16% versus, um, 16% versus 
So not a big difference there. Um, but really, as a whole, the United States is doing very well. So the SCR market's doing great. Uh, AirDNA is probably the best place to get a lot of this data. Um, and yeah, and Mike, do you want to comment on any of this? I think it's it's good indicators that this offseason is going to be a good offseason for most of us hosts. Yeah, it's been interesting. I'll be honest, like some of my larger, more luxurious properties, they're definitely down about, I think about 8% if I had to average it across a few of them. They're still making money, just not cr as crazy as 2021 and 2022. But what was interesting is October and November were super strong, you know, especially mm. for these markets that are traditionally like summer markets. We mm -hmm. had very, very strong uh, October, November's like record breaking, which I thought was very, very interesting. And I talked to some of my friends, you know, in the hotel space as well that have, you know, substantially larger portfolios than me. And they were they were noticing the same. So I think it's a good indication, again, of uh, kind of balancing off, you know, some more even travel throughout the year. But again, like there's a definitely a lot more supply than there was in 2019, 2020, 2021. So it's just making sure that you're staying competitive. Because um, at the end of the day, I'd much rather play the boutique high-end experience game and charge a premium than just try and play the Walmart game and the Amazon game of the cheapest price. That's not a game that I want to be a part of. So that's why it's super important to reevaluate your design, reevaluate your amenities, make sure your pricing strategy is dialed in, and just pay attention to your numbers. You know, I was telling um, the mastermind folks, you know, I haven't spent this much time on revenue management since I got into this business, quite frankly, like we are dialed in on the revenue management side and we're reviewing those numbers multiple times a week to make sure that we are picking up every single opportunity possible. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. And that's a good segue too. Uh, I want to pick out a few posts and questions from the Facebook group. And one of the posts is actually from one of our coaches, Dave Menapace, who's been, been part of our program for about a year now, elevated into a coach after about eight months. And he was recently given an account manager at Airbnb, which not a lot of people get. There's a bunch I of questions. I have one of those. I know. I, know. Was going. I know. I think he's got 12 or 13 listings. I'm not, I'm not positive on that, but yeah, he was able to get a dedicated account manager from Airbnb. So they scheduled a call to share how to improve rankings for his, his listings. And here's some of the takeaways. So first thing is dog friendly helps a lot. It's one of the top 10 search filters. Um, I think we've talked about this on this show a lot too. If you can afford to have dogs at your place, do it. Talk to your cleaners first. Ask them if they have any, you know, any deeper needs that they have, if they need a better vacuum, if they need a lot of those lint rollers, that sort of thing. If you can accept dogs, it's going to help boost your income um, and boost your views too. Because like I've got two dogs when I'm traveling with them, like, that's the first thing I click. I click how many people I have, and then I click how many pets I have. And you know the search results cut like 80% for most places I'm looking at. Number two, adding an early bird special gives you a leg up. Set it to one to two months out, and even a small 5% discount helps considerably. So if you do this in Airbnb, or if you do this you know, through Price Labs too, it's just simply putting an early bird discount, and you can do something small, and but you know, 60 days out, 90 days out, give them a little discount. You can increase your, so what I do is I have a four night minimum, anything 90 days out or more, but I have a 5% discount there too. So like I make sure people aren't booking for one or two nights, you know, four months out, um, but they get a little bit of a discount, not too much. 
the one thing I would say, and again, it comes back to paying attention is I'm totally cool with doing that right now. However, like you said, like as I get closer to my busy season, I want to make sure that my rates are up right now for next summer. So even if I gave a 5% discount, I'm still going to net more than I did last year. And as I get closer to the summer, if it's May, I don't want somebody getting a nice discount for August where I know I'm going to fill those rooms, but I'm cool doing it for, you know, January, February, March, April, when it tends to be like our slower and shoulder seasons to do that. So again, you got to pay attention. Don't just set it and forget it. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, number three, adding a weekly discount of around eight to 10% helps considerably and a monthly discount of 15 to 20% helps. So it really depends on your market here and who you're looking to serve. But, you know, here adding at least this discount, if you don't have this, you should, you should definitely add in at least the monthly discount. Pack and plays are a top search amenity. So that's number four. Um, I have pack and plays in every single one of my units. Um, I have like four pack and plays for my family because, you know, they need the big one. They need the small one. <laughs> so we definitely- I like the foldable uh, cribs too, because, you know, um, the pack and plays are nice cause they mush up into this little like cube thing, but the foldable cribs are pretty sweet too. Cause they get really thin and they just fit nice into a, uh, into a closet and it just, it feels a little more upscale. I haven't seen those. Are those like on wheels? Yeah. Like they're wooden and then it basically oh, like folds this way. So it, it just gets like super slim. Ah. But yeah. Yeah. There we go. There we go. And I definitely paid less than 300 bucks for mine on Amazon <laughs> or whatever. Um, all right. Number five, keeping pricing between the 50th and 75th percentile makes the algorithm happy. Leverage price labs to find that. So if you don't know how to find that, just go on price labs, go to neighborhood data and you can find it there. Um, or if you use Airbnb smart pricing, that's where you can, uh, that's where they'll usually price you. So definitely do not. That. I want to caveat that. I want to push back on that. Because at the end of the day, Airbnb will definitely favor you if you go cheaper. But I don't give a shit. They're not going to dictate my rates. This is, again, understanding your competition. So if my comps are at, again, on a high-end property, say it's $800 a night, and I'm $1,500 or $1,200, okay, I'm way out of that price range. Regardless of what I think it's worth, okay, maybe I can get away with you know, $825 to $850, or I go to $790 or $750, depending on how aggressive I want to be. But that's why it's super important to use Price Labs. Again, you can build out your comp set right in there and just scan across. So like, what are the rates that they're charging and what are the rates that they're getting booked at? Mm -hmm. So take that one with a grain of salt. And again, it's going to depend on what type of property you are as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, lastly, and... This is like two or three months ago. Remember when Brian Chesky came out and was saying, hey, we, we want to get rid of cleaning fees, basically? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, at some point, that's still going to happen, I bet. But. Yeah. So there's nothing in the algorithm right now that favors low or no cleaning fees. Um, I know there was a lot of influencers out there saying, oh, you need to get rid of your cleaning fees. It's like, don't do that. You're, yeah. you're just getting rid of your margin right now. So no need to stress about getting rid or lowering your cleaning fees. There's nothing in the... Uh, in the algorithm that says that. So there is something in there though, that can cap how much you can charge yep. because I know, and I forget what the, uh, the amount is, but I know when we hit like slow season or we had some gaps and I tried to drop my rates on the Florida house to like five or 600 bucks a night, my cleaning fee was actually more than nightly rate. Like it cost me $710 to clean that place. Like that's my cost. So 
if I go below whatever, 700 bucks a night, Airbnb didn't like that. So just be aware of that too. Yep. Yep. You're getting that VIP cleaning service there. Dude, it's a 11 bedroom house, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. All right. I got a couple more for us. So uh, this question's from Kirk. Uh, during our first nine months of operation, they had 54 different guests of the 54, 50 of them were Airbnb and four were Verbo. Is this the type of ratio between Airbnb and Verbo that's common? How can we supercharge our Verbo rentals? So I would say one, it's going to depend on your geography and the size of your property. The Verbo algorithm is kind of like uh, a black hole. Like nobody truly understands it, but there are certain things that you can do like Make sure that you're filling out that profile like in full for like the listing. Like it has way more options and tabs than Airbnb does. So that's the first thing. Like make sure that you fill all of that out. Again, you can even upload videos on Verbo, which can help. But the other thing is to pay attention to those power boosts that you can use mm -hmm. and make sure that you're optimizing those. So basically, uh, as you get bookings on Verbo, think of it almost like earning points that then you can use to buy a push in their ranking algorithm for certain dates. And right, if it's the 4th of July, you know, it's gonna cost you way more to get a little bump versus if it's a random day, you know, nine months out, it takes less and you'll get a push to like, you know, the top 100 searches or whatever it is. Um, yep. So you can play around with those power boosts on Verbo. Yeah, those are crucial to use. Um, and then one last question here, and I know this is <clears throat> something that you've used. So solar panels for your house. Mm -hmm. What are the pros and cons? So the pros was, is I got a really nice, I think it was almost $30,000 tax credit, not write off credit, like 30 grand back in my pocket um, for putting solar panels on the house. It was about a hundred grand for the panels, but the company that I purchased them through, I think it was called Solar Bear. They did a, it was, it was like 0.001% interest for some absurd length of time. It was like 30 or a hundred years or something obnoxious where it was bait. And I came out of pocket, nothing to get them installed. And they have this dashboard that I can basically monitor how much energy they're generating versus how much I'm using. And so I'm, I'm still checking in on that periodically. And as we're approaching the end of the year, I want to do, you know, basically my annual audit of my revenue and my expenses to just see, you know, how has this thing been operational? Cause it, this is the first year that I've had them live. So I'll have a better sense in about a month once I go through, you know, the December numbers and everything else. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's all I got. I know we got what one or two minutes. If you guys have any questions in the Facebook group, we got about 10 people here watching right now. So let us know if you have any questions for us real quick. If not, Mike, what else you got? That's it, man. I would just encourage people to get on that webinar on Thursday, honestly, because um, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to get some free designs out of it. And I'm honestly just, I know it sounds like I'm, you know, tooting their horn, but their Minoan's platform has drastically streamlined our operation for build outs. And also when things break, it's way easier to find stuff because in the past, something would break at that Florida house all the time. And then what does the team do? The, the cleaners tell my maintenance guy who tells my uh, VPM support staff who then reaches out to Kristen and they're like, hey, where's the link to reorder this? Uh, I didn't see it in the spreadsheet or whatever. Now it's like, okay. The team just has access inside of Minoan. They can filter on that house. They can filter by which room in that house, and then they can click on the item. It just drastically simplifies the whole process. And Kristen's actually going to like 
do a screen share to show how we get the most out of Minoan and how we organize everything and do the ordering. And it's going to be pretty sweet. So I'm excited. I'm excited too. I've never used it. I've just been using the old handy dandy spreadsheet. Yeah, dude. Well, when you get that first hotel deal, you're going to kill yourself if you don't use it. So I'm just going to say that right now. I'm all about using the easiest, whatever's. It sounds like this is the most advanced. So I'm looking forward to to tuning in. Yeah. So that's all I got, man. I'm going to jump to one of our team meetings, but appreciate all you guys. Again, it's minoan.strsecrets.com. I will see you guys on Thursday at one o'clock Eastern. Have an amazing week and we will talk to you guys soon. Hey, STR Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes, and we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.